0: Hi again everyone and welcome to the Cincy Shirts Podcast. It's episode 34. I'm P.F. Wilson, content director for Cincy Shirts and our siblings site, OldschoolShirts.com. Today on our show, Sam Hills, owner of High Five Salon in O'Brienville.
1: You know, if you're coming to the hair school to get a haircut, because that's we would take clients. I mean, you all but sign a waiver. She's next to me and she's this guy sitting down and she's doing the consultation. Here's what I want. She's like, okay, I got it. And you can just tell she's terrified. And all of a sudden, fires up the clippers. Starts in the very back, the middle, at the nape of the neck, all the way up to the top, while she had failed to put a guard on the clippers.
0: That's a funny story, and uh, you may be thinking to yourself, though, uh, I like my hairstylist just fine, and I like talking to my hairstylist, but someone else's hairstylist for an hour? Trust me, you're going to enjoy this conversation. Talk not just about hair, but, you know, uh, starting your own business and how different businesses have different requirements. And it's, it's a really interesting story. And uh, hairdresser to the star, Sam Hills, uh, including several local big-name athletes. Sam also inspired Darren to consider a new direction for Cincy Shirts back when it was just, you know, an online-only store. And after discussing the situation with Josh and getting some feedback from Sam, who was already a successful businessman, uh, they did just that. So you get to hear that story. Also find out how someone with no initial interest at all in cutting hair becomes one of the city's top hairstylists. Uh, You also find out about his former career as a drummer and a popular Christian rock band. How about that? Uh, be sure to listen for the promo code at the end of the episode, and as always, you can use that to get 20% off your next Cincy Shirts or OldSchoolShirts.com order. So here we go. Darren and I chat with Sam Hills of High Five Salon.
2: Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, Ohio. I come from Cincinnati. Once in a while, I'm at CincyShirts.com in Cincinnati. we just some guys talking. Sure. Which is what we are. Yeah. Exactly. so Love it. But yeah, so we're here at the Hyde Park store for the Cincy Shirts podcast. We're here with Sam Hills, the owner of High Five Salon in uh, O'Brienville. And no, guys, we're not scraping the bottom of the barrel here. I know we had Johnny Bench on a couple other episodes ago, and oh, no, no, now you're having the guy who cuts Darren's hair yeah. to come in for an interview. Yes, but there's a point. So just uh, so just bear with me here. Hey, hairdresser yeah. to the stars, I understand. Yeah, well, yeah. maybe. We'll get maybe. into that. We'll see. I got, I got a little monologue see. prepared, though. Okay. This is going to be a little one-man show at the beginning of uh, of this podcast, because there's a there was a point for you to come in here and it wasn't just because you cut hair I love you that. know what I mean yeah. so we're gonna we're gonna start my uh my hair path <laughs> started you know probably in middle school <laughs> where uh you know my I, I, from a small town in Ohio Newcomerstown, Ohio home of Cy Young and Woody Hayes salute <laughs> yeah so anyway uh middle school started going getting my hair cut from the same lady who cut my mom's hair of she, course, that's where it all starts. Jude's Hair Care, the yeah, place to go in town, right? But she's booked like crazy. You know, small town, only one one decent lady in there cutting hair. That's knows right. what she's doing. Some people magazines, yeah. Where the lady smoking cigarettes. Oh time. yeah. Oh no, she had like the big catalogs of you okay. could flip through and yeah, get yeah, yeah. this haircut. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, so she was so busy. I'd always get the appointments before school. I would go in six thirty in the morning, get my hair cut, and I'd show up she'd be there with her, you know my big uh, soup you know like the coffee cups that are like soup cups yeah. they're like huge full of uh, snickers flavored coffee you know i'd be <laughs> drinking coffee you know 6:30 in the morning for school you know way probably that's probably why i'm only you know 5'8 right now but anyway <laughs> it's <done it> <laughs> yeah totally but anyway at that point i think getting my haircut was an experience i didn't care what the heck you know, I even look like at the end of the day. I didn't, you know, whatever to me going in, getting your haircut, going to, it was, it was an experience. It was therapeutic, I guess. So anyway, let's fast forward. So that, that was, uh, kind of my thing going through high school. And I even made appointments in college to come back home, you know, cause I was like, dang, I don't want to leave Margie. <laughs> you know, she's, uh, she's the only one that can that can tame this she thing. She gets it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. She's earned your trust. Yeah. So we're, you know, so I'm going to college. I'm finally like, okay, I, got, I can't be doing this. So then I spent, you know, my 20s lost in this world <laughs> going from any super cuts or great clips who would have me, you know, walking in and, you know, you can never really duplicate that experience. And I was like, man, you know, whatever. My hair is cut. Who cares? And I'm being a total diva about it. And this is probably a huge exaggeration. But anyway... This is from the heart, you guys. Um, so anyway, so I was talking to probably my oldest hipster friend, Chris Waggle. Oh yeah, Why he's nice. like, he's like, man, you need to you need to go check out Sam's Spot High Five Salon. And this was probably, I don't know, 2013. So I was like, all right, whatever, we'll see. You know, I haven't paid more than ten bucks for a haircut in uh, you know probably ten years by now. So I was like, well, you know, let's go, let's go see what happens. So made my little appointment, got in there. Um, so yeah. So anyway, you got a cool spot, whatever, trendy, nice build out. You got the it, it, super cool looking spot. You know, I guess like a normal salon. Maybe it's maybe it's a little little nicer than most, but um, there's something about it. I don't know. I, I, like I said, I, I think it was more therapy for me. But you're, anyway, we're sitting here talking. Uh, you know, you're asking about. Oh, uh, you know, talking about Cincy shirts and business and all this stuff. And I started picking your brain about, uh, you know, I, I think it probably just was uh, business diarrhea at that point, just talking probably way more than I should. to This guy I just met. And I knew that like one of the conversations was we we're talking about all oh, how Cincy shirts started. And we had in 2010, we had a, a third partner and that guy great businessman, super super cool cool dude, good business mind, but everything we wanted to do he said no, which a lot of it was a business business case scenario. It was probably the advice we needed. But okay, 2012, hey, let's let's open a store. No, 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 we don't want to do that. Okay, cool. 2013, hey man, you know, we're doing all these events now, meeting all these customers. I think we really got something going. I think it's time for a store. No, 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 no. You know, we want to make money while we sleep, guys, online. online's where the future is, blah, blah, blah. So I mean, anyway, so I'm telling you this story, and you just kind of look at me like, I think it's time that you need to have a conversation with your partner and, you know, maybe figure this out. Because you're like, there's something in you that sends to me that, hey, there's something else going on here. And I know it's stupid. I'm not taking business advice from guy cuts my hair who you know i've never even met before then but there was something about that conversation that gave me the confidence to bring it up and say you know what i think we do need to go forward and you know put our stake in the ground in cincinnati we're cincy shirts how can we not have a freaking store and i don't know something about that i left that day we went home uh had a call like day day there so later um you know, it, it didn't end well, and he's like, <laughs> "Hey, how about you buy me out then? You guys are so passionate about that." We did that. Opened the store on a one-month lease down an OTR six hundred bucks, um, and so it's just for the month of December. That's what we were like. Hey, yeah, there's no risk. Six hundred bucks, we can make that. Just do a pop up. Yeah, yeah. We're just gonna see what happens. We did thirty grand. You know, which now if my, one of our stores at thirty grand December, I'd probably want to hang myself. But at the time, <laughs> I was like, you know what? This Amazing. Is, yeah. Amazing. So, so anyway, I was like, I, I kind of looked at you. I was like, yeah, you're a you're a young business dude doing your own thing. I'm. I don't. I didn't even know your story. I, I still don't know your story. That's actually why I wanted to have you in here. Yeah. But I, there's something about High Five that is more than just going in and getting your dang haircut. And I don't know what that is. I'd like to hear more about. You know. How how you guys started all the the business uh, dealings with I, I don't know if you've dealt with partners and all that kind of stuff before uh, I know you're having like you know issues with growing and uh, you know I, anyway that's kind of that's kind of where we want to start but I was like yeah just be, just besides the guy that cuts my hair I think Sam Hills is probably the guy who's more responsible for Cincy shirts being a retail you know mega chain of local stores. You know, we have three. I did not but, know that. Uh, I knew yeah. the beginning
0: of that story. I didn't know. What
2: I don't know if anybody did, yeah. but I was just thinking about it the other day. I was like, man, I was like, I think there's more of a story here. There than, is uh, amazing. Then, yeah, wow. that's an exaggeration. And I can for for sure remember those those following appointments
1: where I was getting these updates every you know <laughs> six to six to eight weeks. <laughs> so I got to hear post business partner meeting and kind of how all that went down. Yeah, I, I think the thing that you realize as an entrepreneur early on is like. If if this if 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 we're driving towards success, then it's not gonna be a straight road. There's always gonna be course correction. And so like at any point, you know, as an entrepreneur, you get these things that you face, calm speed bumps, calm hurdles, calm mountains to climb. But like the way that I was watching the passion in you and the vision that, that partner had, there was this misalignment there. And I, I knew that if Cincy Shirts was gonna be kind of where where you were seeing it at the time. Obviously, it's it's way beyond that now. But like there needed to be that push. So it was really awesome to get to hear your passion and your vision and just give you these little nudges early on yeah. as you were pushing towards it.
2: Like, what and you're next. just a dude just trying to get through the appointment probably. You know what I mean? Well, I, the, you know, I was looking back. I was like, this guy doesn't know anything about it. He hasn't seen our books. He doesn't know what the heck. But he's like, you know what? Do it. Why, why are you going to let that, that guy who lives on a country club in Mason – you know, dictate your future. Yeah. You know, which I can. Like I said, "Hey, if I live in a Country Club in Mason, I wouldn't want to open up retail stores either." Sure. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> so, so I'm not. I'm not saying that that. You know, I'm not dogging on him by any means. But at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, those are the kind of situations you face. And I was like, that's kind of, kind of weird how uh, that that conversation kind of gave me the confidence to say, you know what, let's just do it. That's awesome. I love which, that uh, man
1: and and honestly those moments are what gets me out of bed in the morning because wow because if it was if it was just about cutting hair then we're competing with 15 other hair salons in Cincinnati and so like like just for you guys if it was just about a t-shirt you know made of cotton and with some words on it then like your competition's endless but like if it's if your why is different which ours always has been then like it's it's moments like that that is really transformative a guy can transform your hair and you can walk out the door with shorter hair, but that's mowing the grass. If like we deal with you and what's going on in your life or your heart or a challenge and that's connected with your hair and your identity, then like change happens. And I think that's what's really powerful about like what happens at high five. So it
2: wasn't just an accident. That's something you guys strive for. Those, those moments. Like, you guys all have psychology degrees. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I would say, uh, say
1: we, we just want to be great listeners. And we just want to reflect what we're hearing back to the client. And so, like, really, honestly, we're about transformation. And sometimes that has nothing to do with
2: people's hair. That high five. That's crazy. Well, you guys are also the guys who are responsible for cutting the mohawk of Kenny Walker from FC Cincinnati. And currently Tyler Eifert's mullet. That's coming out of High Five. Oh. So we are... You guys did the Tyler Eifert mullet? We did the Tyler Eifert mullet. Yeah, Josh yeah. Wagner, one of our, our... We have a shirt. I don't think it's in yet, but uh, we got a shirt saying respect the mullet. Oh, man, yeah. We need a little uh, little kickback on that. Well, well uh, don't cut every, it. Every, don't... Every <laughs> <laughs> we do a... Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> Just because we do a shirt doesn't mean <laughs> it's not cool anymore, and you got to go cut it off. World's yeah world's colliding no... here. Yeah, no
1: kidding. So Josh, one of our stylists, and, and Tyler... Kind of came up with that that hairdo, and it's it's a masterpiece. It's getting a lot of press. Right now. It is.
2: I had no idea he went there.
1: It's uh it's kind of surpassing the the Red Rocket Fohawk almost. You yeah. Know I mean? yeah, was that you guys? That was not us.
2: Oh, uh, I didn't think so. We'd love to get our hands on that as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do <did> you guys, <laughs> are you guys like trolling Instagram? Like, hey, come on in. Tyler and we, uh... Josh had a previous relationship.
1: It's <coughs> uh, A photo shoot they had done together, and so um. I don't know where the idea for the mullet came from, if it was Josh or Tyler or a collaborative thing, but I'm, I'm loving it right now. Yeah, it does look cool. It looks cool. Somehow he, he pulls it off. Yeah. I feel like that guy could pull off a lot of things, though.
2: Yeah, I think people are just yeah happy to see him back on the field, but... it's It reminds me of... Uh, Like kind of my childhood WWF days,
1: right? Where all those wrestlers
2: had those mullets. I know. And five years ago, you just said mullets are coming back. And yeah, I think we heard rumblings of it for the last several years. And it's just like, no, no, no. But now I see that. Not that I'm going to go get one, but hey, I can't be mad at this guy for trying. (laughs) Right. right. That's confidence right there. It's confidence at its finest. That's awesome. So take us back Take us back to the before. You know, how did you get started? I. Did you, like, grow up watching your mom fix her hair and you're, like, a little prodigy and, oh, my gosh, then you go to kindergarten and all of a sudden you're in the, the teacher's break room, you know, giving them perms and stuff like that. <laughs> and then, you know, by the time you're in fifth grade, you're, uh, you know, doing, uh, I don't know, Dolly Parton's hair or something right. Or did some you just stuff like, like hairstyles? Just... You know, uh, the or... day I
1: touched hair, the first day I touched hair was hair school. I had very <laughs> little context for hair before that. So, um... So how do you end up in hair school? Yeah. So so to back back the train up a little bit, um, I grew up in r- northwestern rural Pennsylvania, a small town. And uh, most like most rural areas, you know, you just kind of did the things that that area, you know, I worked on, I worked outside, I worked on farms, I hunted and fished a lot. And so um, there wasn't a lot of m- metropolitan culture in Meadville, Pennsylvania. I had, similar to you, I had Betty at the antique barbershop, who yeah. was my hairstylist. Betty was... Huh. This Native American woman with a, with a tattoo on her forearm, and she drove a Harley. So nice. Betty was a badass, and she could, <laughs> she could do a fade like nobody else. But um, So that was kind of my context for hair. And so I did that growing up, um, ever since I was a boy until I went to college, and then moved to Cincinnati for college. So the plan was to go to a private school west, on the west side of town. At the time, that was called Cincinnati Bible College. It's now called huh. Cincinnati Christian University. Yeah. So... Um, the track looked like graduating from high school, going and getting my four years batch four year bachelor's, uh, and going and working with students like working with youth so working with high school kids in some sort of like organization some sort of church ministry something like that but I was really passionate about about youth um, and at the time I was playing music so I got a year into uh, I'm a drummer I grew up playing punk music and um, like garage bands. Uh, when I, when I was in high school and then moved to Cincinnati and then continued to play in a lot of bands around town. But um, the summer after my freshman year, a friend of my brother's, who was an artist out of Nashville, reached out and said, Hey, uh, looking for a drummer. My drummer fell through. We've got a tour planned um, and uh, wondering if you would audition. So he sit, I, I started listening to his record. I wasn't a listener of him up until this point. I started listening to his record that week. Audition on a Wednesday so I think we played through the whole set. Uh, Friday we were kicking off the tour with a as like a headliner at a Christian music festival in Lexington called Igthus. So there's about forty thousand people at that, and I'm eighteen years old sitting on on this main stage in front of probably at the time twenty thousand people, and uh, it was my first gig with Riley so that threw me into this musical track so there's like hey you can play the drums yeah <laughs> come on down so um so, so you i had to like drop out of school or was it well, well so summer? that was that summer so i started touring so we did like 30 spots that summer so it was a busy summer <laughs> just go on to yeah like we just <laughs> we I left and we did tour so we did um we did uh acadian tour and then we did a u.s tour and um got to see a ton of the country and it was amazing like i was hooked um, cause at this point I'm, I'm doing what I love, which is playing music. Uh, I'm getting paid to do it and I'm getting to see the country, meet a ton of cool people, have all these cool experiences. So, um, so then school starts back up that far and I thought, okay, I'm going to enroll for classes. Right. Cause my plan was finish this four year degree and then we're good. Right. Like that's what you do. You graduate, you get your four year degree, you get a job, you sort of start a family and a career and you know, yeah. you kind of follow the, the protocol. And this music thing really busted up that plan. So, um, so that fall I continued to play these one-off shows with Riley and, uh, he reached back out and said, man, we've got a ton of dates coming up. Would you be willing to play them? And, uh, I said, yeah. So, um, I started to play a lot of music, um, at that point and kind of commit to that. And that derailed my, my tidy little four-year plan at college. So, um, so then what ended up happening was, uh, I, I, I was committed to that and, um, did that for a while but a fork started to, to kind of show up in front of me in the road. And it's basically like, do I want to pursue this professional career in music or do I want to have things like a family or do I want to have things like a career? Um, and what's crazy is even though there's so many sexy, glamorous things about playing music professionally, there's also just a side that's, that, that a lot of people don't talk about or you don't see as glam, glamorous, which is it's lonely. Um, you're disconnected from, from friends and family back home. You're constantly on the ghost. So you're not making connections with people. Uh, it's a pretty abrasive lifestyle just because there's tr- so much travel. You're staying up late.
2: Um, yeah, that's why I quit comedy. Yeah. I, I saw, I was like, this. I could do this if I wanted to. And that's what the main thing was. I proved to myself I could. But now it's like, yeah, you just sit in a hotel room all day waiting for your show, yeah. And then you're like, hey, the show's gonna be over. We're just gonna go on these parties. There's gonna be all these chicks and stuff. No, everybody just goes home and yeah, basically ignores you. Back to their hotel. <laughs> Not really good at meeting people. And I was like, so yeah, I, I got so. Like, hey, if I do this for another five or ten years, then how am I gonna go back and have a career or a family? It's like you kind of miss that, right? So yeah, you get you get to that that fork and. So I'm guessing you said, hey, yeah, this so is it
1: so at that point it was I had I kinda had these things laid before me. Am I gonna do music? Am I gonna go back to school and finish up this degree? And there was enough disruption to the original plan that I started to see other options. So as I'm processing this through, I'm asking people, older, wiser people, you know, with some perspective to speak into the situation and just say, Here's what's going on. You know me, you know, you know my story, you know my my heart and my passions, where do you see me headed? You know, and just sort of putting it out there to, to some people. I started to get these really strange confirmations um, that uh, that happened. There was three different ones. So uh, early on, it was my buddy, Ben. And he goes, you know what, man? I've been thinking a lot about this with you. Ben, Ben's, Ben's uh, just a really great guy. He goes, I've been praying a lot about this for you. And I don't know if this means anything, but the word hair keeps coming up. And I was like, okay. Uh, I have no idea what that means, but um, sure. Like, thanks. I'll put it in my crawl, I'll put it on the shelf. Yeah, it's good play. Yeah, yeah. Um, Like, there was no... Like, it didn't re- I didn't react to it. I wasn't like, huh, I've always thought about doing that. And then... Let's you call had it. always thought about doing no, it? No, I hadn't or, okay. always thought about doing that. So let's call it a month later, Um, getting together with another friend that was a mentor. He said, hey, I had a dream about you the other night. And I said, yeah, what was that? He goes, well, I had this dream. It's a little strange, and I don't know what it means, but um so there's these people lined up right and uh they're all bound up right they're like they're lined up in front of in this line they're actually in chains so there's chains all over them and then you step in fr- they step in front of you and you actually are cutting their hair i know that sounds weird that's how he's describing it. these chains are falling off and then uh they're just sort of exiting the strategy they're exiting the scene and i was like and instantly i thought of ben saying like the hair thing yeah and so uh, I was like, "That's super weird," and I'm starting to freak out a little bit because that confirmed something that somebody had said to me earlier. Uh, and then I had a show with Riley. Uh, we we were we were traveling somewhere. I, mean, I feel like we were in Arkansas on some like old back road, kind of getting to our spot. And uh, he said, "Hey, um, I had this dream the other night that you're a hairstylist." And I said, "You've got to be kidding me!" And at that point, like, I just felt like I. Like so this so three
2: is three separate people,
1: yeah. That all of which have no idea who the other person is, and none of them had the context for what the other person had said. How far apart
2: were these instances?
1: I would say it was probably over the course of like three to six months. Okay, yeah, so so, fairly
2: recent, yeah,
1: yeah. All, all <laughs> and um, at that point, I just felt like um, if I don't start to at least explore this idea, um. I just felt like I need to honor this. Like I need to I need to at least explore this idea. Yeah, it's
2: your destiny yourself. Yeah. Something. So
1: I started to um so I started to like <laughs> research like hair school, how does this work? You know, like Google just throwing things into Google like how much money does a hairstylist make? What is does what is a future of a hairstylist look like? And uh and started to build this case. And um I went into uh to get information on the hair school. And I ended up just signing up that day. I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to go for this. And so, um, I remember pulling into the parking lot the first day of school. Is this a Veda or? This is over in, in, uh, in, uh, Northern Kentucky in Florence, Kentucky, a school called Michael's College of Hair Design. Okay. And it was, it was a great school at the time. Um, they were doing, they were cranking out some great students. And, um, Pulled into school and all of it just kind of hit me at once. I pulled in the parking lot and I just started I, – honestly, I just broke down. I'm sitting there in my my 98 Ford Contour. Like just what have you done? Where are you? Like it almost felt like a failure at that point. Um, and so I, I just sort of composed myself and said, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to go in here. Put my hand on that door, pulled it open. And honestly, from that day forth, I have never felt more like exactly where I should have been. And it was a long year. Hair school's about a year. Um, each state requires you to get a certain amount of hours. Once you get that certain amount of hours in school, you then take a test and you become a licensed cosmetologist. So the school is 1,500 hours in the state of Kentucky. So it's, it's about a year. It was me, 40 girls, and and a transgender guy named Johnny. And just like this world I had never experienced being from like a conservative rural Pennsylvania town. I just started to, to find relationships with people and, and people that I never, I never were around or never had experienced before. And that year was incredible. It was really transformative. And so it really from that point on kind of launched me into this goal of saying, okay, so all these people, we've got 40 people here that they're just cranking out these stylists and they, they do a new class every, every three months, right? And they're all, people are here for different reasons. Like some people, this is plan, they've always wanted to be a hairstylist, but I would say that's very few. Maybe this is plan B or C. Maybe they flunked out of college. Maybe they didn't have the money to do it. Maybe their parents are just said, you need to get out of the house and get a job. So they did this. And this was the path of least resistance. And so I started to, to sort of look at everybody's reason for being there. It's like, what is mine? Like, what is your reason for being here? And what I realized is that people want authentic transactions. Like, they don't just want maintenance. They don't just want to, to go and, like like I said before, get the lawn mode. Like, yeah. people want authentic <laughs> transactions. And so because of my perspective, my background in, like, doing ministry work, uh, like, with churches, working with students, being on the road and connecting with a ton of people – Like that was my favorite part was always connecting with people, like building relationships and having authentic transactions. So that's what hair became for me was this moment, like you've got 45 minutes, I'm going to sit you in the chair and we're going to deal with something that, that is very vulnerable, which is people's identity. And so like, you know, I'm sure you guys have probably looked in the mirror, a total of three minutes, you know, this entire week, right? Like, but when you're getting your hair cut, you're you're face to face with yourself for 45. And so something really special happens, something magic, something cool. I don't know what you want to call it, but there's this vulnerability that happens there where someone's willing to actually like, if, if you've got a guide, if you've got somebody that is, that understands the process and what's happening, that can kind of take you there and say, you know, great. I, I understand, you know, what's going on with your hair, Darren, but like. I just heard you say something about work and i saw the way your body posture shifted and i saw the way when you're talking about the situation like there's something there to that can we dive into that for a second and those moments like i said those are what gets me out of bed in the morning but then when you can take craft and tie it to something that you do and you're really passionate about being a good craftsman then you walk out feeling like a total badass because not only do we build into your heart and what's going on in your life but now your hair looks great too And so it's just, it's this truly transformative experience.
2: It's pretty cool. It is crazy. And that's the part you never really hear about. You know, it's all about the the Kardashians and the Instagram hashtags and all that stuff, which people are just concerned with what's on the surface. Right. And yeah, so yes, with that, you know, to be, be your mission to see, you know, what's underneath. Yeah, that, that's definitely a, a unique take. And I think that's, you know, why you're sticking out. Yeah. So, uh, all right, so you got out of hair school, so, I mean, were you kind of a natural at it? Or were you confident uh, in your skills at first, or how long did that take to develop? Did you get, you know, go out to super cuts, and yeah. I, don't know why, I don't know why I always dog on super cuts, but it's just, <laughs> <laughs> poor super cuts. Yeah, they're not going to be a sponsor up, anytime they soon. They end up not being the butt of
1: a lot of jokes <laughs> in the hair world, so. Yeah, that would be mowing the grass, right? But, um, so, graduated from hair school. Wanted to find the best salon in town, and I knew I needed to learn from that person. So I actually got an apprenticeship right across the street here on the square, on Hyde Park Square, under uh, at Tanya's, which is, um, Tanya's is an institution in, like, great hair. They do awesome hair They're there. They've been doing amazing work for probably, like, 15 years now. So I got to learn directly from Tanya, and she taught me a ton about how to, like, be efficient, how to do really clean work, and so learning a ton and, and soaking it up. But, like, anybody who's trying to hustle, you are faking it until you make it. And so, of course, you're somebody sits down in your chair and you're you're thinking, okay, how am I going to do this? How am I going to pull this cut off? And you just try to act like the most confident person in the room, right? Like, <laughs> there's nobody better suited for me to take care of you right now than me, right? And that, yeah, that's got to
2: be, like – I mean, I think a tattoo artist might be uh, uh, tougher with yeah, the, the permanence. Exactly. But there's got to be that same pressure of, like, you know, you just came in. You're – Given your uh, you know, your uh, willingness, you, you you have confidence in me that I'm gonna do a good job, put yeah. a lot on the line. Yeah. I mean I'm sure there's times that that you have failed.
1: Oh yeah. With, uh, oh, absolutely. I I mean, there's some great stories about that. Is so. that uh,
2: <laughs> give me one. Let's hear one of uh, one of
1: one of my favorites, this was in hair school and this wasn't me, but this was a girl I was sitting next to. And you know, if you're coming the hair school to get a haircut, cause that's we would take clients and it's eight bucks to come and get a haircut. I mean, you all, but sign a waiver um, or you <laughs> yeah. should, because you, you are, you are an experiment at that point. You are like an artist's canvas in art school, right? Like, they're, they need to do a lot of these before they start to get them right.
2: You guys don't have hair school cadavers. Or... <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> I nothing. guess the,
1: the hair school version would be the mannequin head. But eventually, <laughs> oh, you got to yeah. transition to real people, yeah. living, breathing things. So, um, so uh, she she's next to me, and she's this guy sitting down, and she's doing the consultation. Here's what I want, and he he knew exactly. I want a number two, and do a number four, and I want it finger length on top. And this is what I do. You know, he he was in every four weeks. She's like, okay. I got it. And you can just tell she's terrified. And all of a sudden, fires up the clippers. Starts in the very back, the middle, at the nape of the neck. Clippers on. All the way up to the top. Well, she had failed to put a guard on the clippers.
2: Oh, no. So this, is this like poor is like that jackass guy,
1: stunt where they just follow <laughs> him with the... <laughs> this poor guy uh, had a skunk stripe, a bald stripe, up the middle of his head, all the way up to, like, the crown. Oh. And she immediately just screams, puts her hands over her face, and just starts weeping. <laughs> <laughs> and and so like, we just... Oh. You know, I just... And I was with a client, and so I'm just sitting there frozen, like, watching all of this unravel. So... That 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 was a pretty memorable moment. Fortunately that wasn't
2: me. But yeah, as I said, so you've never messed up. Yeah, I've I've literally. <laughs> never messed up. I can just tell you about other people's mistakes. <laughs> That's good. But so I'm guessing you you, you start you, what, you rent a chair somewhere? Is yeah, that how so, it works it, So, kinda like as a stylist, own? you've
1: got two tracks, right? You can either go work for a salon that uh, like High Five where we employ all of our stylists and so they work for High Five. So, um or you've got the other option where you can rent space within a salon. And sometimes it looks like a booth. There's salon concepts and salon lots, places like that, where you've got this little eight by 10 room that's set up like a mini salon and you run your little business out of there. Or you've got stylists that do that within a, a bigger salon place. Maybe maybe it's got a name on the on the door, on the window, or on the, on the wall, but um, you're operating like a sole proprietor out of that space. And so... Um, All the salons that I've worked at and in have been, like, high five
2: in that way. So we employ an employee of the salon. So you start to have repeating clients? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So I started at Tanya's, um, and I did my apprenticeship. I was there for about a year and a half. And I've just, again, like, this push to just just go. Like, the goal was always to own a salon, but I knew I had to get my chops. So um, working at a great salon was really important, so that's why I started there. And at a year and a half in... Um, again, like this urge to just go, to step out and make something happen. And so, um, there was a space up in Pleasant Ridge, Corner Ridge in Montgomery, um, that a friend had opened a small little single chair salon in. Oh, by the Rucker store? Yeah. Oh okay. Caddy Corner to Everybody's. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, right there. There you go. Yeah. Um. Friends of the show. Yeah. It was <laughs> called, uh, Salon Cherry Bomb. And, uh, Shannon was up there cutting hair and I... I knew I wanted to sort of branch out and be in a small space. So I connected with her, and we figured it out. And when I left um, Tanya's, I would say it was about 60% book. So 40% of my book was open, right? You know, 40% of the day, I'm on my phone or staring in the mirror trying to figure it out, right? Uh, So that was a – it was in July. Um, It was at the end of July. So that was on a – Friday was my last day at Tanya's, and I started that next Tuesday at uh, at Salon Cherry Bomb. And from that day until now, there was one 45 minute spot that wasn't booked on my book. Um, the floodgates just opened, and wow. uh, people sort of rallied behind me and the idea of like what was happening in the chair, and just kind of it. It just it has it just
2: exploded. Um, and so it was amazing. So I mean, was it was a marketing or I mean, just all word of mouth, just word of mouth.
1: Yeah. It was yeah. Word I mean, of mouth.
2: that's one thing people are going to notice if you got a good haircut yep. and people are probably going to tell yeah. people,
1: you got to see my guy. That's or, right. Uh, it was all word of mouth. So, um, yeah, from that day until now, there was just that one 45 minute spot that, that nobody claimed. Um, so yeah, so that had progressed then into where we're at with high five. So we opened high five eight years ago in 2010. Um, we started with four stylists handful of receptionists. Now we've got a growing team of 9 stylists and we've Jeez. got 25 people on on staff that we employ between receptionists, managers, stylists. Um we're going to do about 12,000 services this year. Uh we'll see probably about 7,000 Cincinnatians um, do you do on-site
2: stuff like uh, weddings or? Yeah,
1: we do. We do a lot of wedding hair out of the salon, um, but we focus just on hair. So we don't offer any other services, nails or skin or anything like that. We're just like that's our lane. We're going to stay in it. We just want to be the best at that. So we're not we're not a full service salon in the sense of offering spa services or massage anything um, along those lines. But we offer anything with hair. We're going to make it happen.
0: Coloring perm, yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, everything perm.
1: Yeah, no perms. Yeah. <laughs> no perms. <laughs> I didn't Dang it.
0: Unless Dan I go, a perm, I If then we can would get
2: be, PF a perm, then I well,
0: <laughs> Don't need that. It used to be curly, and it's starting to flatten out now, but it used to be really curly back in the day. Um yeah. Where I go, uh, Studio 7, yeah. over Anderson, Um Anderson, uh, my hairdresser is Missy. Uh, I need to ask you something about two of that would, okay. Shout me. Shout um, out the
2: Missy. They, I see people up, getting Missy? perms
0: and stuff there. <laughs> well, here's the thing. My, my favorite DJ on Radio 1 brought this up a, a while ago. They say hairdresser over in England. That's why bye, bye, bye. I picked sure. that up. But anyway. I like that uh, term. They, they were, he, he was discussing with his co-host, have you ever cheated on your hairdresser? Yeah, and I'm like, so yes, I, I have. Because this one gal used to cut my hair, but she wasn't in one day. So Missy cut it and uh, she did a much better job, according to the other boss that I like called my wife. And she goes, oh, you've got to get Missy to cut your hair from now on. But at but, the same salon. Yeah. So you go in there and then the other gal doesn't work the same hours. Oh, no. But eventually it was going to happen. Yeah. I was going to go in and Missy would be cutting my hair, and this other gal wouldn't. And yeah. Oh, and, that's just like, and they had people call into the show, and they were, they were all like, oh, yeah, same situation as me. It's someone so funny. Their, their person wasn't there. The other person cut their hair, did a better job, or it was more. And that the hairstyles
1: breakup is real. The, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, it, you know, you've you've surpassed just like you going and paying a shopkeeper, yeah, for like the, their service. Like you're friends and you, they know stuff, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. So, so uncomfortable. It is
1: like a breakup with someone yeah, yeah. you've never
0: been on a date with. I, I don't <laughs> think the old one works there anymore. She went down to like part time and only worked a couple days a week. So that kind of lessened the chance of running in. <laughs> right, there, that's yeah. hilarious.
2: <laughs> That's easy to do at Sam's spot, though, because I like I started with you, and then I think I went to there's another girl I'm not sure she's there anymore, and then Jesse did my hair a couple yeah. times, and now I'm on Emerson. Emerson. So I, I think I well, think our, our I'm thing in with is, Emerson for the long haul. Yeah, <laughs> our
1: our thing is it's a little incestuous, but we say. <laughs> You know, if you're going to cheat, do it in the
2: family, right? Keep it in the yeah, family. So, let's,
1: so as long as they're at high five, we're happy.
2: Uh, and <laughs> seriously, all because of availability yeah on all things. Because I would not book my appointments like two in advance. Yeah. Which is what you got to do with you right. guys. And I'm like, I'm not scheduling. I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow. I know, yeah. Yeah, Maybe I won't the, get another haircut for 10 not that years. They, they always ask Who me. Who you Because you're
0: next and I'm like, I probably should because the other boss will yell at me. If it's right. it too yeah. long, you should have made an appointment by now.
2: But then I'm also like, yeah. well, I'm just a dude's haircut. Yeah, he can make way more money on a lady that's getting cut and color and all this stuff. So I'm like, so if I bounce around, and I don't think people are going to be too mad. But did we? just am sure that it was a big. End, so, yeah. I'm sure it was a big thing that you know all this drama. Who's, that's right. Who Darren's going to? And the. <laughs> that's. <laughs> <laughs> that's so stupid, but uh, yeah, it's fun. Like again, the whole the whole psychology of everything. Yeah, man. The uh, <laughs> the divorce, the that, divorce, and totally... it totally is right. It is. Yeah, it's very that's great. Hilarious. And to that end,
0: yeah, there were they serve a whole a whole range of us So I, I do see women they're getting perms still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In there. So. <laughs> yeah, but then they'll they'll be cutting a little kid's hair next to me. Right. Or you're a lot of dudes my age, and so yeah. Man. Is that do people like in? like gravitate toward yours a lot. Of, do you have a certain client, or do you have a broad range as well? I guess you don't have anybody getting perms, so it's not.
1: Yeah, in I that think
0: upper bracket.
1: So we we've really identified who we want our our target client to be, um, and we categorize them into three people. So we've we've created avatars for these people. Oh wow! Um, so rich. That, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, supermodels. Uh, no, what we what I would say are our our core client is going to be between the ages of like 25 and 40. She's going to be female. She's a young professional. Um, she typically colors. Uh, and she's she's on trend. So she's she's looking for influencers to tell her what she should be doing. Um, she also understands it at an intrinsic level. So that's, that's our main client. But we've got a lot of guys. And then we've got a lot of women who have aged out of that but are still like very much like on their beauty game and investing in their look and that's really important to them. so that's that's kind of our main gig is is basically guys that fit that criteria so like you know like guys like you guys or we've got um, we've got older women that are also clients doing a lot of coloring and stuff like that
2: So how honest are you with uh, like say you know you got the 60 year old lady who wants the 20 year. 20-year-old uh, Jennifer Aniston haircut or huh. maybe me, or, you know, f- almost 40-year-old dude, a little overweight, wants the Tyler Eifert mullet. Yeah, that's true. Right. Like, do you ever, <laughs> do you ever say, okay. no, I don't, let me steer you over here. You know, I wish... I'm I, not sure that's going to be the look that is good for you, but even yeah, though they got, exactly. they got the Instagram, they got the screenshots on their phones and the, the clippings from People Magazine and right, stuff. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, you
1: just learn to get really diplomatic, right? And you just learn to look for, you know, the glass is always half full when it comes to like telling someone what they should or shouldn't do.
2: Um, Because your head is a basketball.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This
2: will not look good.
1: Yeah. So you've got to really think strategically. How is this person going to let me guide them into what looks great rather than like me just telling them this won't work? Yeah. You never want to break hearts like that.
2: But it always Do you see, I'm sure you have stubborn people who are just like, no, this is what I don't care, dude. You yeah, know. you've got people that
1: just can't be happy. That's what we see. Is like Ugh. they they come in and they will they will have sort of burned through every top stylist in the city, just waiting for the person to kind of make them happy. Um, so that that's that's a little challenging. Those those are things we can't fix, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, what's that conversation like? Well, it. There's a little bit of, like, a stereotype, right? You just kind of can know when someone comes in based on the way they booked their appointment or how they were with the receptionist or what their body posture is like when they walk in the door. And so... So She has everyone judged before they even sit down. Well, I I like that client (laughs) because I love winning that client over. Um, And, again, like, you can't make it about her hair because nothing I'm going to do to your hair... I can't give you the best haircut in the world. That's not going to change whether or not you actually like it or feel beautiful or, like believe what you see when you look in the mirror so a lot of times i love getting that client in my chair because we, we we make it about the hair at first and the consultation is about the hair and the result is good hair right that's always the objective our craft is what our, our reputation hinges on if we're not doing great hair then like we've got nothing but quickly like you, you you sort of move into um you steer the conversation towards you know what aren't you liking about this and you st- you start to realize pretty quickly that it's it's really not about her hair, it's just about herself or her She's life. Just the or-
2: broken person. Yeah. <laughs> I just never-
1: yeah. So um so yeah, it's just interesting when you start to to, to learn to see that stuff.
2: Man. I mean, but you get people who are just like, I'm not paying for
1: this. Um You know, we've we- fortunately, like as far as custo- customer service issues, those those have been few and far between. We've got a killer receptionist staff and and salon managers that really know how to juggle those hard, yeah. those hard moments. Yeah.
2: My favorite from you is the, uh, the emails whenever, yeah. whenever a stylist earns a little pay raise, you know, cause I mean, honestly, yeah, you guys are booked 24 seven. You could you could probably charge 300 bucks a haircut and you know, you'd probably still be booked for a majority <laughs> of it. I mean, it is crazy, but, um, anyway, yeah, yeah, these emails just send out, oh, uh, just the way it's worded. I'm like, man, you're so smooth. <laughs> like uh, you know, like Jesse, for instance. Jesse has worked so hard and is now to this level where this. I, I don't know. I, I, I probably should have printed one out just to see it. But I'm like, wow, I actually want to book Jesse and pay a ton of money well, just right. because – there's, a, this. there's always a you as a writer
1: know this is that there's always a better way to say it. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, yeah.
0: and you could keep doing it over yeah. and over and then, but at some point it's done. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be done. But it because, sticks yeah. out. So yeah. It's like
2: so smooth. You're just like, all right, I, I can <laughs> yeah. buy that. Yeah. Instead of hey guys, jacking up the price, right, and screw you, deal with it. Yeah,
1: yeah, we want that to be highly <laughs> invitational. Whenever somebody's used to paying something and they're realizing they're going to get charged for more, more for it, the the strategy behind that is say like. We need to invite you into this. We don't need to challenge you and just say, you know, like demand it. So yeah. that, that, that's intentional. That's always highly invitational. Do they teach that at hair school? Uh, that's more of branding one hundred and one, right? Or marketing one hundred and one, <laughs> is, uh, how you position yourself in that way.
0: So what other disciplines do you have to have? Because overall, of course, a business acumen, obviously, because it's still a business. Sure. But there, and I guess there's a, like Darren was alluding to earlier, there's the kind of the psychology of it because you're yeah. dealing with people sure. for 45 minutes at a time. What other kind of disciplines do you have to have to be successful?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, it depends. I think as a stylist, uh, you, you, you really have to like, you can't just love hair. There has to be a connection with people. Cause if not, you're gonna wear out quick. It's it's kind of an introvert's struggle to be a hairstylist because if people drain you, you're gonna see about ten to twelve of them a day, and every forty five minutes you're having a new conversation. So like that, you've got it. You actually have to have a bit of a stomach for, for that. Um, you know, we deal with everything from from geometry and physics to science, or to uh, to color theory. Um, to chemistry as far as when we're mixing color. So there's a lot of those things that, uh, that come with time as you learn a lot about the nuances of all those things. Like, we, we use the color wheel every day when we're um, mixing color for for women's hair or for hair color.
2: How so, much has the uh, technology with color changed over the years? Dramatically. Is it like yeah. now you can get something out of the bottle that you can you had to mix with five different things? Yeah, it's just the...
1: that the hair is like in better condition. Um, the products smell way better. There's not this like astringent st- a burn whenever you breathe it in. It's it's just come yeah. a long way. Yeah, tech has, has really advanced. Oh, that is true. In but the beauty world. I mean, can you do a perm room without
2: room? that uh, That smell? The
1: perm is the one they haven't figured out. That still is that I get When you walk in, it, it. <laughs> it just smells like a hair salon when someone's doing a perm. It smells like rotten eggs. <laughs> so, oh, man. But it'll be back, right? Come on. We'll see. I mean, if Eifert's got the mullet, then then who says the perm can't come back, right? Yeah.
0: I don't know what they. I guess for... I don't know. I don't know what the appeal is because of its. I don't know. I don't. It's because it's, it's all things.
1: curly and it's like stuck to your Everyone, head. But it Everyone wants what they can't have. So when you have I straight guess. hair, you dream of curls. Yeah, and when you have curly hair, you dream of straight. But perm curls never look as good as life. <laughs> I, I completely agree yeah, with you. But that's get, why we don't do them.
0: You get the curls my wife gets. She has to sit there with her rollers or yeah. her, her curling iron, and yeah. she'll work at it though.
1: And, and 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 what it is is people. There's it's people like there's always these paradoxes to what people want. They want curly hair, but they don't want to do the work. They want wash and go that's, hair. Yeah, that's so yeah. So okay, a perm yeah. is going to give you that. What you compromise is the fact that you kind of look like a poodle with a perm. So <laughs> but, like, yeah, so I... like you can have you can have wash and go hair and have curls, but is it going to look great? Eh, hmm. Debatable. <laughs> so
0: yeah, it's that, amazing they haven't gotten that sorted though in the 21st century. Where you get like loose curls, but it'd still be
1: a perm. Wouldn't the market is it, is it... the market demands? uh advancement and i think because perming has sort of died with the 80s and 90s there just hasn't been this demand to say like oh. let's bring it back hmm. <laughs> if it becomes a billion dollar industry there's going to be all kinds of yeah, innovation yeah. in perms i promise you that hmm. but uh it hasn't just there hasn't been a demand there let's do it yeah I'm thinking maybe that can be you guys <laughs> could do like a perm line yeah. a sense E-T's perm line hey i'm down hey we got soap <laughs> yeah got, if you guys are doing soap, soap there yeah. we go get a shower i
2: love that yeah see that's our new uh we, that's just the prototype. We're we're having, uh, but yes. Does this have real hunks get in it? No, for it's, exfoliation. It's goat milk. Okay. <laughs> we just found some uh, goat milk soap and uh, rebranded awesome. it with Cincy. But anyway, yeah, that's just laying here on the table as we as we record this, for sure. But um. So yeah. So tell me about some of the awards. Like like you know you built this thing up, and I mean people on the national level are even taking taking note on <clears throat> or taking interest. I guess I hear. L magazine you're like top 5
1: best yeah. salon yeah. in the There's been world some world universe or something. There's been some cool like accolades over the years whether it's something local from Cincinnati magazine best salon to L magazine top 100 in the United States for a couple years in a row or um, In Style magazine top 50. So, you know, it's cool to get that recognition um, at a national level because of the hard work you're putting in and you're thinking, "Man, we're we're grinding, we're busting. And um, it's cool when somebody else says, hey, we noticed that. So that's, that's been awesome. Um, you know, what's, what's crazy, though, with some of the, the awards and stuff like that, we've seen a big shift in that as um, social media has become the main platform for, like, showing our work. So Instagram uh, is, is such a, such. I would say more of an indicator at this point for hairstylists of how, how recognized their work is. Than even something like L Magazine, you know, you can you can sort of look at your follower, your engagement, or your followers, and sort of say, okay, that's comparable to maybe L getting um, L saying you guys are doing great stuff. So um, there's still there's still a lot in the publishing world that that would be a great win for us, but that's where we put most of our energy is to like creating community on our social
2: platforms. Yeah, you're like L's for old people. Yeah, we just want the Instagram love. <laughs> that's it's like, right. what some hashtags that you follow to get. Uh, Um, we do like cincy hair, we do, there's, there's
1: different, um, I'm not even following you. Yeah. It's at high five salon. And, uh, yeah, we showcase, we showcase all our stylist work on there. Um, but man, Instagram is amazing tool to connect with clients. It's amazing tool to connect with, with client or, um, with other stylists and also to get inspired and see what other stylists are doing out there. Because what's great is it's on demand. So like literally before, you know, you're looking at trade magazines or you're, following like print magazines to see what's happening on the coasts in New York or LA or in London where these are like meccas for style. I literally can see even at times live what's happening at a salon in LA or at a salon in New York. And so it's no longer this disconnect between the coasts getting trends first and then pushing inward. Like trends are completely homogenous now. So like what's happening in Cincinnati is exactly what's happening anywhere else. And so I love it because then it's more about the individual being like expressive and on their toes and pushing trends rather than like a city or a region.
2: Um, But what about like the confidence to, uh, to perform that haircut or, you know, like can you look at something new and crazy and say, I know exactly what they did to do that. Yeah. Or do you go home and get on your YouTube and (laughs) do the how to crazy thing whatever that's called what's
1: amazing is haircut haircutting so architectural so if you've spent the time like learning the foundations if you know like how to how to draw a house on paper then somebody can dream up some modern you know estate and because you're working from your foundations from that knowledge of how to cut hair on a foundational level then like it's not about seeing this new shape and trying to recreate that. You're just following the steps you already know to get to that point um, and just using them to your advantage. So, yeah, I mean, it's so fun to kind of know the rules and then, like, stretch them. You never want to break them. You you always want to know that, like, what you're doing has, like, a why to it with hair. um, But you can stretch them into these really cool spots. um, And that's when you get this cool work and this really exciting, like, new vision and new trends coming
2: man but if you nail like some some new trend and then uh, like the couple years ago with like the undercut
1: yeah you know right.
2: it's like uh i love jack white and then i saw jack white when i got an undercut and then the whole world got him. i don't right. think it's even based on him but i was almost like oh man i saw it. i was like dang dude you got this same haircut as every douchebag in right. town now <laughs> i think it, i probably had it by it, then too it happens so quickly now but Yeah. You're just like, yeah, it's so easy. We just put it up and shave it and then you're done.
1: What, what like, you're doing it to everybody. What generations now are not going to realize is that whole like discovery thing. Like you, you mentioned like music and and writing and stuff like that. I mean, you, do you remember when you found the band no one else heard of? And you're like, I'm so cool because I know of this band no one else knows. I still do it. Yeah. (laughs) But like, gone are those days. You've got about two weeks of knowing about a band before they have a million listeners on Spotify. You know what I mean? Like, That, that, that doesn't exist. So like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a challenge that we see as artists, right? Like there is a lot of creative work out there. There's a lot of creatives. And what I've learned is that like, there's a, there, I used to just think, man, everyone's doing cool shit. Everyone's doing cool work. But, but what I realized is that no, everyone's regurgitating exactly what they see. Everyone's doing their version of the undercut. Yeah. Right. What, what you look for, what I learned to look for, is like, okay, what's an artist? Like, so when I see a true artist in hair, and I realize they're not letting culture or trend inform their, their technique, that's when I'm like, okay, that's somebody really worth watching. And so I think what we realize, we want to be more artists than we want to be like regurgitators, than we want to just be creatives. Because a creative just looks at what the culture is doing they react to it. Like we want to help create a culture. We want to help influence culture um, in the world of hair.
0: And in your business, you're probably more on the, as they call it, the leading edge because in this business, our business, the shirts business, and I would say even in like an interior design things, the past right now is a huge influence. Sure. People want. Our friend Molly Wellman was just posting about this. She bought this 70s-looking chair. Yeah. She posted on Facebook. She's all excited. And you can see the room. It's it's very 70s, mid-century modern, and that looks very popular now. Um, but people like the aforementioned perm, people aren't going back to hairstyles of the fifties and sixties yeah. unless they're in a play or a movie. Right. Or a, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, we, we want it, we want to go back to the sixties, the fifties, the forties and reproduce exactly what's happening then. But what we do is we take trend and we take what's happening in culture now and we'd let the sixties, the fifties and the forties inform like shape or cut or style uh, you know, a popular style on a lot of guys right now is the long top, the short size, and it's slick back with pomade. I mean, we can look back to world war II images of soldiers and every guy had that haircut. Yeah
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. You know,
1: think of like the movies, like fury, like that tank movie with Brad Pitt. So many clients bring that in and say, I want this haircut. Well, that was world war two, right? So that was the 1940s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like they're trying to be historically accurate from like a, uh, like a film perspective. So, like, but, like, that's still... People are like, that's badass. That cut looks awesome. I want that. So, like, it's still informing a lot of the trend and stuff. Um, It's just the modern version of that thing.
2: Yeah. That's what I'm going for, too, except for... uh it just falls down the middle and goes to this middle part more, every more, time. You're doing more Leo. I uh, need more. Uh, yeah, yeah. Leonardo. I need Becaf, more pomade. Leo. <laughs> that's I've, right.
0: I've had the same dumb haircut since 1986. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, <laughs> that, man. When you, when, so you, when you
2: hit when you hit your stride, you got to stay in. That, it. That's it. Yeah. That's right. Only, that's Leo. what I love about this podcast too. Like I said, we're talking to Johnny Bench a couple weeks ago. <laughs> now and, we're talking hair and Now we're haircuts. just like totally just three dudes nerding out about <laughs> hair. <laughs> it's ridiculous It's diversity. It's yeah. awesome. So how do you? Uh, I heard you have like uh, employee retreats. Yeah. Like is that is that what's that all about? Because I feel like if we did like a staff retreat, it would end in a disaster.
1: <laughs> I what mean, would what would what would uh, what would take it there? What would take the what would cause the disaster? Oh, I'm sure. I mean, we'd all be
2: partying or butts the, off. The amount of and, shots you guys would have done to get you there. Yeah, <laughs> I I I just think it would just not be a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like. I think people spend enough time together on a sure. <laughs> normal day-to-day basis and uh, you know all the drama that goes into it. Yeah, if we said, hey, we're going in the woods and hanging out for a weekend and finding ourselves or making this a more solid company, we would be... Uh, <laughs>
1: There'd be a mutiny on your hands. Yeah,
2: all of our inventory would be a goodwill on <laughs> next Tuesday.
1: <laughs> well, like the, th- <clears throat> the thing, circling back to what we originally, that we kind of started the conversation around, which is like your why for being at High Five. And you said, there's something different, right? And, and we just know that, like, if we are going to have a healthy, successful business, then it has to be built on a healthy culture. And so we're looking at places that are thriving and saying, what are they doing to get to that point? Well, they're communicating well with their team. Their team feels aligned with the vision. The visionary, the person in, in leadership is helping cast clear and concise and effective vision. And so in order to like, for all of us to be on that same page or for all of us to feel connected, to feel trusted, then like, if we're just showing up, clocking in and clocking out, I feel like that's the grind. Like, I don't want to feel like I'm coming to work. I want to feel like I'm coming home. I want to feel like I'm around my friends and my family and the people I trust. And so, um, so kind of emulating some of those things that you would get, uh, from friends or from home in the high five culture is really important. So like when you come in, you're not a client, you're a friend. And even though we may refer to you as a client, like that's the objective. And so like whenever you're, I'm standing next to an employee, they're not an employee, they're an ally or they're a teammate or they're a family member. Like those those things are really synonymous with what we're trying to create at high five. So like the staff retreat is an example of that. We're coming up on our eighth one. We're about to do it in October and we're planning wow. it today. Um, but it's really fun. <laughs> Because it's, it's it's one of my favorite weekends that we do because we literally just disconnect. It's not about showing up and cutting hair. It's not about making money. It's not about being with clients. It's about connecting. So the whole weekend's about building in the team. We eat great food. We laugh. We cry. Um, so you're really in the woods or are you at no, a Holiday we, Inn somewhere? No, we <laughs> usually kind of take advantage of the city and like all the fun stuff to do to there. So, okay. See, you, yeah, I, I totally thought you guys were just like campfire, yeah. kumbaya. <laughs> yeah. Like last year we started at 16 bit. Um, and then we went from there to do an improv class with uh, Sinti Improv, which was really awesome. They let us do that. After that, we uh, um, went and did like a vision casting session at a, a friend's space down in OTR. And then we rented out um, Castle Skateland for the night and had a giant oh. 90s roller oh, skate nice. party. nice. Yeah. So um, we just... <laughs> We're doing their shirts. That, that's what I heard. <laughs> Lois is a client. She was excited about it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Um, so, yeah. So... Um, we really, like, we want to make it fun. We want make it engaging. Um, we want to do stuff together. So there's moments of lean in that weekend where, like, we're saying, what is your why? Like, here's ours. How do you connect with this? Um, there's moments of connection with each other. So we do these one-on-ones where people go and take a walk together. Listen, you've got 45 minutes. The person you're going to go on a walk with, you literally just work together, but, like, go connect. So, like, you know, we do these little things to break out to make intentional relationship moments. And then we come back and we have a blast and we roller skate and yeah. Whose idea was that? Did you, was that some YouTube video or is that a Tony Robbins thing or? No, that was just, that's just out of the brainchild of, of Sam Hills, me and, and our team. Man. also. It I has like, not blown up in your face. Uh, I, I don't know. get to, I, I to it. I would be so afraid. Last year. So Monday, <laughs> we always start with a workout. And since so last year was, was 90s theme, um, I dressed up as Richard Simmons wig, uh, short shorts and all. And I led the team through a Richard Simmons workout, um, dancing, sweating to the oldies. It was pretty, pretty epic. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So if you go to our Instagram, we've, we've got a few photos of that from last year's retreat. That's
2: awesome. Well, I'm a follower now. Yeah. Check go. it out. So have to like, see, that,
1: like that picture. See some of that
2: stuff. I don't want to see any Richard Simmons on this. You got to dig
1: deep. <laughs> so yeah. So, so yeah, I'm excited though. We, we kind of like just want to keep growing what we're doing. Um, we're getting ready to launch a new a new concept that is for hairstylists. So um, we've got High Five and we've got the salon. Our goal is to continue to meet this insatiable client demand. Um, like I said, we're going to do about twelve thousand services this year, and that's a fully booked, booked twenty four seven. Like not twenty four seven, but like for the hours of operation, fully booked. Um, we've got three or four stylists now not taking new clients, and we still got a ton of spillover clients that call and can't get in. And so we know that getting into a bigger space and growing our team is vital to be able to meet that need. And so as we speak, and even today, I was looking at spaces um, here in the city. And so, you know, we're excited about growing into that's what's next. But we also are really excited about challenging people's why, especially stylists within the industry. So April 27th, 28th and 29th of next year, we're launching something called Hair Camp. So Hair Camp is a three-day retreat for hairstylists, um, not just in the Cincinnati area, but really in the Midwest. Um, so we're connecting with cities like Nashville, Indianapolis, Columbus, Cleveland, Louisville, Cincinnati, and we're bringing them into uh, up to Camp Joy, um, which is just north of the city, uh, about 30 minutes north of the city. So we're taking over Camp Joy for three days. We're bringing in the best educators uh, in the country even um, in the world, we're bringing a couple guys in from overseas. So there'll be hands-on education like happening. hair show? Or are you talking about like we're developing this, yourself as a person? We're calling person. this the anti-hair show. So okay. different, different than what you'd experience at a convention hall downtown. Like you're at a campground. You're engaged from the beginning of the day to the end of the day. It's programmed like camp. But all of your content, all of your influence is going to be hair related. So the day kicks off with with breakfast in the mess hall and we head over to the main stage where we'll have a keynote. Either It's either going to be somebody from inside the industry or outside the industry, a TED style talk and uh, they'll inspire campers from stage and then we break out and we do hands-on sessions. So there'll be stuff happening all over the ground, campgrounds, whether it's a men's cutting class with 20 stylists, a styling class with like the top editorial stylist in the woods working on mannequin heads to like a color class in like the big room with like the top balayage Colorist in the country right now, so like that'll be happening throughout the day. You'll break out to your hands-on sessions, and then we'll come back for like tons of free time and climbing walls and archery and canoes, wow, trust falls, trust falls, <laughs> and then uh, main That's main awesome. sessions. And then the night we will finish off with one night we're bringing in a just a rockin' band, and the uh, next night we're gonna just do a like uh, just a kick-ass dance party. So a ton of fun, but like really saying like we're gonna come, we're gonna have this super experiential time together. And we're all here for the same reason, which we want to be better hairstylists. We want to connect with other hairstylists in the industry. We want to learn from the best. And we really want to look at ourselves and say, like, why am I doing this? Why am I here? And so taking people through that journey over three days, I'm super pumped about. Um, so that's it's a awesome. really big deal. I mean, yeah. Is there
2: anything like that <clears throat> anywhere? That it... doesn't exist in
1: the industry right now. Um, and so that's what I'm also excited about is that I? you can put on your high heels. You can book a hotel in downtown Cincinnati. You can tromp over to the convention hall and sort of sit in a in a chair and watch hair in front of you but i feel like what what hair camp does is it opens opportunity for campers and for stylists to engage with hair in this way that like engages all their senses it's their eyes it's their nose it's their ears like they're they're it's hitting them in all the spots being in that setting being around the people setting it up the way we are so I'm really pumped
2: about that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So I love about Cincinnati. There's all this creative stuff that yep. no one has any any idea is uh. Dude, is the going Midwest on. is where it's at. It is. It right? It's it really unbelievable. Is. It really is. It's no, no crap. <clears throat> Man. So what about I mean, are you gonna try to book like the amazing Jonathan or Vidal Sassoon? Dude, or, uh, uh
1: Jonathan from uh <laughs> from yeah, I mean we're trying to an we,
2: amazing Jonathan. That's a magician comedian. comedian yeah, <laughs> With
1: Jonathan, you John, know what I'm talking about. Uh, well, there's a new guy, I'm the crazy uh, guy, Jonathan Van Ness. Do you know about him? He's the he's the hairstylist this year on Queer Eye. Okay, we we uh, I reached out to him. I would love to get him there as like an MC or like a keynote. He's just off the charts, man. He's he's such a blast. But yeah, we're we're bringing in like top notch stylists and um, presenters from all over. I'm really excited. So. Wow.
2: It's like, yeah. how what about marketing for that? Is, is there like a marketing list of hair people or you just have a Rolodex of... Have no. you travel to Cleveland to see what's going on there? Yeah. Or so, so what, if you're you know, on vacation with your family, are you like, hey, dad's going to go be a nerd and check out... That's this.
1: right. <laughs> I mean, just like you guys, when you find something you're passionate about, you go to those places and connect with those people. Yeah. So if it's music, you're going to go to the cool music shop. If it's, if it's coffee, you're going to find the cool coffee shop. And so you sort of, like, I'm already in that community, right? Um, Don't have a huge presence outside of the 275 Belt Loop, right? Outside of the Cincinnati area. But what Hair Camp does is it kind of connects those dots. So we've identified five markets. Nashville, Indy, Columbus, Cincinnati, and Louisville. And what we're doing is come next year, we will host a bonfire event sponsored by a local salon or, or a stylist influencer in that market where they will host a Hair Camp event at, that city's version of Rheingeist or Mad Tree, where we come in, we do a happy hour. We've got a little mini like super cool version of like a convention booth set up. That's that will kind of take people to the hair camp experience. We'll do giveaways that night, but mainly what it is is it's, it's a time for stylists to connect with other stylists in that city. Cause you know, the stylists I know best in Cincinnati work at high five. And so I want an opportunity to be able to say, like, what else is happening out there? And meet more people instead of thinking of them like competitors. Like, they are allies. They're on the same page as me doing the same work. So um, so we're going to do those events. They're called Bonfires. And they're happening in five of those cities over this next year to, to build press and, and hype and marketing for, uh, for Hair Camp. I love it.
2: So you're like, hey, I can sit here and beat my head against the against the wall and try to figure out how to find a bigger space and, you know, take on more than 12,000 appointments. Or you can just create a whole new concept, scale it out, you know. It's almost like a hair-tough mutter that these people will get into and come and uh – Man, maybe you should do people's hair after Tough Mutter. That might be a good thing. But no, um, shampoo. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, super inspirational for sure. Uh, so yeah, so you're looking for a new space currently? Yeah, yeah, we're in the hunt. All right, nothing, so. nothing. Hey, Loveland. I'm telling you, son. Uh,
1: Loveland is where it's at. Is that where that's where things are headed? Oh, yeah. it,
2: it's so fun up there. It's, I'm so happy with our decision to open our third store right there. And I mean, I mean, we're it's 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 going good, but none of the stuff. Across the street, is it open yet? You yeah. Because all the fires and whatnot, it's like another little anomaly. Like, you know, you just walk through that town and just that one little block, there's like something so special about it. It's amazing. And all the people It's so in sweet and
1: special. Yeah. You know, like we, we've got to recognize that that 71 is a feeder for us, right? So like, and we need to be pretty central. So we're looking in neighborhoods like O'Brienville and Hyde Park and Oakley. Like that's kind of our jam. Yeah. so that's where our presence has always been. You looking to buy a building, or you want like a retail space to rent? We do either at this point. I mean, of course, the All right,
2: smart TC email us guy.
1: Yeah the uh, <laughs> um, the smart move, right from a from an, a business perspective, is to own property because you know you're paying yourself rent. Yeah, but at this point, like we just need bigger space. Like every day, there's people calling and they can't get in, and so like how do we how do we get that person an appointment at High Five? Um, we just need more space. So if that means we're leasing and signing a ten-year lease, great. We'll do it today. Yeah. If it's the right space, we'll contact
2: Sam, guys. That's right. All these realtors are going to be. If you guys know about it, he's a tight, tight tenant with a solid business plan. That's right. He'll pay that rent. <laughs> He'll pay those utilities. I got you a Corbin Bone shirt too. What? No way. Yeah. Corbin's my man. So, so, so who all from FCC do you guys? Uh... Well, we've got consistently. We've
1: got Kenny and Corbin in there. Um, but yeah, those guys, you know, I'm a little biased, but I think those guys have the best hair on the team.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Cor- yeah. We you know guess. Corbin through
2: his wife. But Amy. soccer players in general.
1: Soccer players in general. Well, yeah. Like those when guys... you heard
2: FCC was coming to town, were you like, yeah, they're oh, going to yeah. have sweet
1: hair. Yeah. <laughs> we were, uh, we were pumped about that. And now what are we? 15, 15 in on wins? In a row? Yeah, yeah. It's
2: something ridiculous. I Which is really just like deep that, up. Yeah.
1: Amazing. We love... We're big FC fans at High Five. That's good. Big supporter of the team.
2: And you're uh, big Foxy Shazam fans? Oh, yeah. We've oh, yeah, got... Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. We've got Eric in there. Jesse cuts <laughs> Eric's hair. They're always doing crazy cut. Whether it's like a jet black bowl cut or some sort of like weird mullet or something. <laughs> They're always rocking just sweet cuts. <laughs> Eric is... Dude, that guy is next level, man. <laughs> now, that's sure. an artist. Like... You know, yeah, he, he's he is he is
2: just doing his own thing, and it's so rad. So, and he's he's living in Cincinnati doing his yeah. thing. Yep. yeah yeah yeah. That's hilarious. Right on. Well, I think we covered it all. Is there I anything think so. yeah. we, we've heard? What's next? We have heard how you got here. Everything in between. Got your own little thing going. Uh oh yeah. It's
0: time for a code. It is I mean, at the end
2: of every episode. Okay, we uh, allow our guest to give us a word, and this word uh will be used for a promo code at Scentsy-shirts. Oh, 20% off until uh, it's good in store and online until the next podcast episode is released. So uh, so yeah, so what what word um, would you like? Wow, one word my I- well, it, it could be two words or two. Yeah. Okay, one. Um, or two. Um. Yeah. what was the dumbest one we've done so far? <laughs> Uh, the uh, Listerman did
0: thank you well I did thank you in sure. Ger- well thank you or something like that or, or and then and you you had to look for it in Germany you get an extra twenty five percent off. Oh, Are you serious? Uh, yes. uh, Duke did um k- kisses and looks and kisses. Marges what Marge used to say? Uh,
2: okay. Looks and kisses. kisses. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so, so we, we, don't, kisses, we don't want sweetie. to strap you down to one yeah, one yeah, word. So. It can be a couple.
1: You know, our tagline's fresh looks, bold love.
2: Fresh, fresh looks. looks. Four words. Bold love. I think fresh looks. I think fresh people looks. use it anyway. But yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fresh <laughs> okay. fresh, fresh
2: looks. looks. Let's right. do it. Sorted. Bold love.
1: Well, you know, I, I brought you guys a gift. Yes. Since um, oh, yeah. yeah. since you guys are t shirt guys, I thought that it would be uh, it'd be good to bring you guys some t shirts. So here's a little high five t shirt from last year. Nice um, that Sweet. we with of course our slogan what? on it that says fresh looks, bold love. Oh, okay. A little, yes, little high five. High five! Shout out. So enjoy those. Look sweet in them. What a yeah. treat! Yeah, we never get gifts. I know. Well, you Keep probably this in mind future get guests. T-shirts. That's right. Yeah. we do have enough Maybe. shirts. You need some autographed baseballs or something awesome. like that, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sounds like you guys are. That should that should be part of the deal. <laughs> um i should have uh, like brought you guys shampoo or something we
2: gotta monetize this stuff that's right yes yeah shampoo no i needed that uh what do you need you need this product the, i can the gritty product. gritty, business, oh, gritty right? business they don't make we it anymore we all
1: need gritty business
2: <laughs> <laughs> so it's so a sad stupid. day no doubt well sam thanks so much for coming in guys this was a blast yeah all right. uh, thanks um, man i know Thank i know so when much. i asked you you're probably like what the heck what do you want to talk about like what are we gonna do yeah i said no don't worry about it just come in and we're gonna talk and guess what we we hour and 10 minutes yep that's amazing I love it. You guys are awesome. All this right, was easy. a pleasure. Right. Thanks, man. <laughs> Thanks nice to so you. Dude.
1: Dude, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, thank you line. for uh, for feeling like I had a story to tell. Give me a head with hair,
2: long, beautiful hair, shining, gleaming, steaming, flaxen, waxen. Give me down to their hair, shoulder length or longer.
0: Sam Hills of High Five Salon. Boy, it's interesting how many people, in little ways, have made uh, you know these little differences. that kind of been catalyst uh, to the whole Cincy Shirts story. Uh, former NBA ref Mike Mathis, who you heard on the show a couple episodes back. Dean Gregory, who we just recorded today off of uh, the Montgomery Inn. And Sam Hills, who you just heard. Everybody kind of has these little interactions with Josh or Darren or both, and it just opens up this door, and there you have it. And that's where we are today. So if you haven't already, go back and cherry-pick the Cincy Shirts archives. Uh, in addition to Mike Mathis, uh, there's Frank Marzullo, your old pal Duke Sinatra from the Gary Burbank Show, uh, Mo Egger, and uh, Cash Wright from the Sporting World, Johnny Bench, by the way, we are at October, it's October baseball time, some great Reds memories there to relive, uh, so listening to the interview with Johnny Bench, they've all been on, uh, really all the episodes are great, Haunted Cincinnati, Abandoned Cincinnati are two very popular episodes, and the Haunted Cincinnati guy is going to be on again, uh, it's scheduled for next week, so uh, he has more ghost stories and more ghost talk uh, to share with us. Today's show is produced by me, with some help from Josh, and Darren. Our theme music is Cincinnati by Big Nothing. They are from Philadelphia. You can find their music in iTunes, Spotify, I guess Google Play, wherever you find your music. You can find them. Find vintage teas from great cities like Cleveland, Louisville, Pittsburgh, Seattle, Philadelphia, and more at OldSchoolShirts.com. We have added Orlando in Central Florida uh, just recently, so check that out if you've ever traveled down there and remember the old uh, great vacation spots and and tourist attractions. Uh, We have a lot of uh, beer designs in the Cincy uh, Shirts website. I know it's kind of october festy time, and people are thinking about beer, so we have a lot of designs. And in Old School, we have some uh, beer designs as well. So in case you missed it, the promo code for today is FRESHLOOKS. And I'll do that as one or two words. Use it FRESHLOOKS, all lowercase. And you can use that to take 20% off your entire cincyshirts.com order or oldschoolshirts.com order. Or come into one of our physical Cincy Shirts stores and over the Ryan Hyde Park or Loveland and just say, I'd like to use the code FRESHLOOKS and you'll get 20% off. Follow our social channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat for the latest Cincy Shirts news. Tell your friends about the show. Give us a review wherever you get the podcast from. And as always, download or stream us next time.
2: Bye.